are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined, as always, with Tom Edwards and John Ackerman. Hey guys, this time of the year, um, as we continue to go into fall, um, one of the things that I really enjoy at my kids' school is their yearly readathon. And this opportunity for my kids to just pour into books and reap the rewards of awesome pencils and erasers and everything that they get <laughs> from, from, from getting to read all those minutes uh, on their readathon, um, I find some joy in it. It's one of those things where I have always wanted to get my kids to to love reading, right? And that's part of our routine. We, we do bath time and then we open up a book and I, I put my kids to sleep. But I too have really found so much benefit from reading books and, and, and books on all topics, right? I think we've talked about this earlier on in some of our previous seasons on where we find knowledge and, and that could be you know from podcasts or from books. But I thought it would be a great time to, to bring this back home and, and ask you guys, hey, what's what's on your bookshelf? What's on your nightstand? And, and what are you guys reading today? And maybe see where uh, if I can pick some other uh, ideas up from you guys. So Tom, John, what are you guys getting into? I mean, at first, I feel like we need to slow clap. <laughs> with, uh, getting, getting past the intro. Yes, tonight. yes, yes. That it. was that was intro number eight, by the way. So, <laughs> you know, honestly, when we said we were going to do this topic, I was like, "Yes, books. I love reading. Like, I could talk about books all the time." And then it was, and then the question was actually, "What are you reading now?" And I was like, "Oh man, I felt, I feel like I need to have more to come to this conversation with," because I do. I, I love reading and and. Uh, I've always read a lot and I don't know. Do you guys remember we started that jam board at the beginning of the year? Yeah. I just, I, just, I remembered that tonight and realized I probably haven't looked at it in four or five months, but uh, <clears throat> you know, we put our goals on there and, uh, and kind of like what our benchmarks were from last year. And, and I was crushing some books in 2020 um, at the office, headphones in, listening to audio books, even when I was, work from home, uh, you know, I'd, I'd still would have, uh, the headphones in and do podcasts or books or, or whatever. Um, and the last couple of months is just, it's basically gone to zero. Mm. Uh, and so my, my, my consumption of books has, has decreased a lot, but I love that you threw out kind of, uh, the different areas when we were talking about the episode right because yeah. i do think i think it's important to not confine our reading to a particular thing right like if i'm always just reading professional books on like how to do my job or get this certification or whatever or if i'm only ever reading self-improvement uh books i, I feel like we're we're missing something and so I do usually try to have a couple of things going at a time and we can maybe go around the horn or whatever. But, um, one of the things I've been really digging and I, I, uh, I've gotten a couple of issues of this in the past from friends or whatever, but finally got a subscription to family handyman. Uh, and the, it's great. It It's a 
there's not hardly any long articles. And so it's something I could pick up quick if there's a few minutes, um, you know, and read through, flip, flip through their project ideas or whatever. Um, I probably should have gotten this old house considering where we moved to, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's been, uh, that's been pretty much the extent of my, uh, of my personal reading at least is magazines. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm really liking that the family handyman. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the jam board because part of the books that I've had on the jam board, I have yet to go past the first chapter on, on those. And, I'm afraid by even admitting that you guys are already going to get mad at me if we're not not getting in a wheel of time. But those those are Shame. those are prepared. Shame. They are ready to go. I just have not not. And it's probably going to be even worse when I tell you the book that I've actually started to to pick up this this week. And maybe it's because I'm I'm reengaged with the new release of the film. But I I actually picked up Dune, and uh, I'm trying to get through that because I I remember watching the movie when I was younger, and my uncle. First thing he did was, oh, if you like the movie, you gotta you gotta read this. This this is, and I think at one point he even told me this is this is what inspired Star Wars. Like here, you read this, and um and I I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I back then I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna read a book. You're out of your mind. But now, <laughs> now I'm like, I want I need more details. Like I need I need to know what's what. what I'm not trying to spoil anything on the, on the new film, but. I need I need more. I need to finish the I need to finish more of the story off. And uh, you know, Tommy, uh, you and I were having this conversation, and 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 you were maybe you just have a way better memory than I. And I had just watched the movie, and I'm like, yeah, it gets to the point where, and you're like, oh yeah, the Fremen and this and that. I'm like, whoa, you know a lot of the story, and and so it just it was one of those ones where I'm like, you know what, I'm on fire for it right now. I I want to know more. I'm interested. So I picked up uh, I picked up Dune um, as an audio book. So I don't know if I get full credit for for calling a book that I'm reading, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I picked it up. They're good. Yeah. The Dune books are are really good. They're they're definitely a good read. And Wheel of Time connection. There is a people group in Wheel of Time that is basically the Fremen. Oh, so oh, if, nice. you, if you like some, if you like some Fremen, yeah, <laughs> dig into the Wheel of Time. Awesome. I just love how we're kicking off this episode on books with magazines and audiobooks so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 2021. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literacy in all its forms and glory. Yes. Are you gonna tell us about um, your coloring book or what? What do you got? What do you got? Lined I'm, up? I'm crushing it. Like <laughs> yeah. page sixty three so far. I'm flying. I'm crushing some manga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled out my golden books from childhood. I've read like three hundred and twenty seven books so far. Nice. Hey, it's a good way to earn a personal I'm pan get pizza. Those, I was just gonna say personal pan pizzas galore. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you know, Mike, you had mentioned off air you know, thinking about different categories that, that we often do try to read in, even if we're not always doing it, but, you know, professional, personal, and spiritual. And it was funny for me as I was looking back at my reading list for this year, the number of books that have ended up being crossovers that I thought were going to be in one category that I was reading for one particular category and ended up touching on two or even all three of those. Um, so I, the one that's at the top of my list that I think it'll probably finish as my favorite book of 2021, just in terms of effect that it had on me. Uh, it was called Rise of Superman um, by Stephen Kotler. And 
I was reading it for fun. A friend of mine had recommended it to me and it was about the rise of extreme sports athletes and the science of studying their brains and their brain performance and what it is that allows them to seemingly significantly increase performance in relatively short amounts of time to break records by incredibly large margins relative to traditional athletes where it's usually a tenth of a second faster or you know a tenth of a meter further or things like that and and I really just thought it was going to be you know a cool dive into you know not meaninglessness but nothing that would per- pertain to my professional life uh, nothing that would have any spiritual applications and, and it would just be a fun read and man was I wrong um, it, it was absolutely captivating. It hooked me from the beginning and it's, it's so quickly turned into something that I will now be teaching, uh, in, in, in my job environment, um, which if you're new to the podcast, I work at a church. And so I would love to explain to you where that crossover is, you know, what it is about the rise of extreme sports athletes that ties into faith. And that was what was so fascinating to me about it was that this this was not a book about faith at all. It wasn't written for people of faith. It was written for scientists and extreme sports athletes. And it not only turned out it had professional application, but it absolutely completely wrecked my internal world wow. in a profound way. And all of a sudden I found myself now thinking completely differently, not about my desire to rock climb or hang glide or... Um, you know, downhill ski with a parachute strapped to my back, but to take risks in meaningful ways and push the envelope and sort of find new frontier areas in the things that I am passionate about and to do it in the same way that they do it. Um, so again, I, I could, I could fill the whole podcast just talking about this book, but mm. rise of Superman, Stephen Kotler could not recommend it enough. I feel like it, not to get too philosophical, but that's kind of the power of reading too, right? Is here's a book that on the surface has nothing to do with your life. You're not an extreme athlete. You're not a neuroscientist. And yet there are applicable themes or processes or um, approaches to life that all of a sudden bring meaning to what was something that I, I, why would I care about reading this book? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So here's one, Mike, for you. I, uh, I know you like adding tools to your toolkit. So, um, my wife had actually picked this book up a couple months back or got it from the library. And then we, we since have bought a copy of it. Um, I'm bringing up boys, by James Dobson. Um, really good um, and really timely, I think, for us, you know, in, in our family with uh, an eight-year-old boy um, and definitely for you with, with uh, your horde of, of boys that you got going on over there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, three or four chapters in or so at this point. Um, but, you know, acknowledging that raising a boy is different from raising a girl and the, um, you know, the different needs that they have, the different wirings that they have, uh, very much reminds me of, of wild at heart. Um, but 
told from the parenting perspective instead of, you know, Wild at Heart, I feel like is, is uh, at least when I experienced Wild at Heart, it was directed to me, right? And, and my journey and um, figuring out what, uh, you know, what being a man meant for me. Um, and this is, this is directed at how do we raise those kids? How do we raise those boys? Um, and so I'm, I'm really interested in, in the rest of the book and, and, um, you know, what, uh, what he has to say about, um, bringing up boys who become good men. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely going to have to add that one to my, to my list, my audible, audible list or, or something to get to get through it <laughs> i love that i, I don't want to say i guess genre there's like something about when i look for books that are going to help me in my career wise i often have to try to find something that I, I feel like helps me at home and uh and that's that's a book that i think i'm gonna have to add quickly but in the same kind of topic i've actually picked up a new book it was just recently released I'm a big fan. Janelle and I are big fans of uh, of Jefferson Bethke and, and the whole family team's concept. And uh, he recently had a book um, he just wrote uh, called uh, Take Back Your Family. You know, I've listened to some of his podcasts in the past about this topic. And and uh, and this book, I, I just just actually got it back from Janelle because I bought it and she she took it from me and, and, and started reading it first. But uh, it's it's basically the concept is, is uh, tools you need to grow your family and to get – out of the, I don't want to call it the American dream, but just the, the thought process of like, you know, the mom, dad, and two and a half kid mentality and, and, and really pour into the, you know, the idea of, of, you know, multi-generational family and, and, and additional families from like outside in and how they can, you know, influence your kids. And then, you know, just multi-generational living. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. This is on like next on my list. Like I said, I would have probably already been done with it had it not been taken from me um, right off the back. And yes, it, John, it is a real book. It has pages and, and ink, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into this one and, uh, and read it. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to get my little reading lamp that I have for the bedside table <laughs> and use that to read just to make it even a little bit more uh, meaningful under, your, under your cover, under my cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this goes into the whole thought process I just said about, you know, oftentimes I find books to like personal growth and development and then something along towards, you know, work. Do you ever find a book that you think, like you said, the 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 Rise of Superman, but is there other books that you looked at that are based more towards business or anything in that nature that you've been able to apply to to what you do today? My immediate answer is absolutely, and now I gotta think about it. Um so yeah, I think I've been surprised and I should probably stop being surprised by it because it feels like everything connects. Yeah. Um, you know, like you were just talking about, like if, if, if you're looking for books to help you at work, it so often seems helpful to find things that also help you then orient or reorient on your family, mm-hmm. right? Everything's connected. And I think too often we silo things and compartmentalize unnecessarily. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, that I found most helpful when I was in the world of education was just how beneficial crossover was, right? Just how beneficial it was to get a fresh set of eyes on something that I'd been working on or that I've been working on with a team of like-minded and like-focused people. And, you know, going and talking to a math teacher about a history project that I was creating was actually incredibly beneficial, right? And, and so earlier in the year, I was reading a book that, uh, one of our friends had recommended about 
the voyage of Ernest Shackleton, right? The book's called Endurance. And it was another book where, you know, it's got history, it's got good storytelling. It, it very much hit my old niche, you know, at work of just, you know, trying to learn more stories about people's lives in the past. And I was stunned at how quickly there was both personal and spiritual application and was just riveted throughout the book, not only by the story of this epic, heroic, quasi-idiotic voyage to try to traverse uh, Antarctica, but just how much resonated with you know personal challenges that I face, that other people face, challenges of leadership, uh, challenges of surviving trying circumstances, challenges of trying to rally a, a fragmented a team of people into a unified goal, and especially when not everybody can accomplish that goal. And how do you lead well when not everyone can follow? Um, there was just there was so much in there that you know I thought I was going to be reading a history book, and and was shocked at just how quickly there was professional application and personal application. Um, another one that was probably a little less shocking was one called "Chop Wood, Carry Water." Um, I forget the the author's first name, but the last name is Medcalf. And it, it was all about the idea of slow growth over time. Um, and it's told in a narrative, fictional fashion. Uh, the narrative was actually a little bit jarring for me. This, this 21st century kid decides that he wants to go learn how to be a samurai archer. And... Like, you know, he's it's it's an American kid that wants to learn to be a samurai archer and his his sensei, his master has all kinds of present day analogies about Tiger Woods and professional wrestlers and Mark Cuban. And I'm just, I'm reading this going like samurai archer with 21st century. Like, I, I don't understand what's happening, but the the pearls of wisdom in the book were fantastic. And there was so much there that was beneficial. And and then even some of the fictional stuff that I've been reading. Uh, you know, we had our conversation with Alan Arnold several months back about the power of creativity. That when you unleash something creative into the world, it has a ripple effect. And so, Tom, you had turned me on to Brandon Sanderson. And, you know, the, the epic fantasy. You can't even call them novels because that makes them sound eminently readable. And they're like 1,500 pages each in a four-book series that's still going. And But I was absolutely astounded by his creativity and just being immersed in his mind brought to life. Like that, I couldn't help but be inspired to try to do something for me out of my own creativity, not to replicate his, not to add on to what he was doing. But I mean, the man's a genius, an absolute gifted genius in the area of creative writing and world building and creating an immersive space where you feel like you can just, you, you could live there and, and you can't help but be inspired and motivated by something like that. And again, in your professional world, in your personal world, to just pursue excellence in a similar form and fashion. And so, yeah, I think the the long, broad answer to your question is yes, absolutely. I continue to be amazed at things that I thought wouldn't necessarily have 
professional value, which in my case means spiritual value, and that are just dripping with God all over it. Yeah, I I agree on the particularly the the fiction side, and and I grew up reading fiction and didn't um, necessarily apply any kind of larger meaning uh, to to what I was reading, but. Uh, as I've gotten deeper in my faith, uh, I just start to see, um, what, what's that cliche? Like the fingerprints of God. Um, you know, I just, I just see that kind of thing all over. Um, and I'm just, I find myself impacted in different ways. Um, as I, as I'm reading, um, you know, motivated is definitely one of them. Uh, particularly when I read something like Sanderson, uh, you know, and, and think about my own uh, passion for creative writing. Um, but also, I am amazed at the depth of emotional response I am capable of now. Um, like the, the last book in that series. I was listening to it, and so this is an estimate, but I would say within the span of three to five pages, he had me reading a book, had me crying, and then jumping out of my chair cheering within the span of a couple of pages. Uh, and that, it's just so powerful to... Uh, and, and I think it's, and I've had this thought a couple of times as we've been talking about different books, it, it's really, it's a tribute to the authors and their craft, right? That this book about an Antarctic expedition um, becomes a lesson in leadership and motivating, uh, you know, a group of guys toward a common goal. Right or this book about extreme sports and uh, neuroscience changes the way that you approach your faith walk. Um, it, there's something beyond the material that does that because those books could have been written very differently for different purposes, uh, and yet we encounter them and they they have such a strong transformational power. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of those magic eye books. Do you remember those? The you know the the really weird pixelated image that's buried in you know a mass of color and, and geometric shape and and as long as you don't try to look too hard, you know if you just unfocus your eyes, the image leaps out at you. But if you look real hard and you try to concentrate, you lose it. And I feel like that's one of the things that I've learned to do with reading, which, you know, Tom, like you said, like I've, I've always loved reading. I've always loved fiction. I've always loved, not like there's, there, there was never a book that I wasn't interested in at least trying. And I feel like the longer I've read and the more that I've grown personally, the more that I now almost expect to be surprised in some way, shape or form by what I'm reading to not just fulfill the goal that I was looking for it to fulfill. And it feels a little bit like with the magic eye thing that if you just, if you soften your focus a little bit, if you don't demand the book to fill the need that you have for it and just allow it to bring you what it has to offer, that you'll often be surprised at what it has to offer. 
it's funny because I've always wanted to read more for enjoyment. Like I, I think sometimes it's easy for me just to turn on Netflix and call it a day. Ever since I was on deployments and and you know reading, you know grabbing, you know the free books from the uh, library that we had down the range, where it was basically just you know people's used books they would they would throw up there. I've always tried to take on a book like something fiction and try to just imagine and kind of play with it. But books that I think I continue to go back on and I think I've had some of the most fun reading have been like historical books based on like either like an Olympic team. Like for for me, Unbroken was one of those books that I just could not put down. Uh, The Boys in the Boat was another one of those books. And it's I don't know if it's that time frame or that that age, but there's something about those kind of books that I, I connect with. And it, it was those books were some of the first ones that I ever read where I find myself wanting to connect with the characters like you're saying and describing in a way that I had I had never done before. Right. A lot of times I had read books and was like, wow, that's really cool or that's really awesome or that's funny. But in in these that genre of books, especially like overcoming, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to do has really is really just like. I felt like the same way you're saying, Tom. I felt like I could cry, jump out of my seat, and 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 yell right with enjoyment, all all within a few few pages. And so I I love that genre of books and uh, and making that connection. Well, because I think it goes it goes beyond just uh, you know here are some things that happened and relaying the the timeline or or uh, you know the facts behind it. But I feel like uh, Unbroken and and that whole genre they are using the power of narrative right and that that's what gets me sometimes is you're you're reading this book and the story uh you know it, it's reading almost like a piece of fiction the the way they're telling the story the way that they're laying this out the the sometimes just the absurdity of you know what is what's happening and you have to remind yourself like no this is this is real life you, you know uh, like this guy, he ran so well in the Olympics, he got to go shake Hitler's hand. And then he spent, you know, whatever it was, 70 something days on a raft in the ocean after getting shot down in the Pacific. Like this is the the story just brings you in. And I feel like and I, I, I was not a nonfiction fan growing up because I felt like it was. Uh, it probably just like, you know, forced on us to learn facts and things and, you know, and whatever, but, um, to just read for the story and the pieces like you were talking about, John, that jump out and all of a sudden are applicable, um, is just much more enjoyable to me. So I have one more and and I actually this is more to see if you guys have ever read it cuz I have not. This one is is another one that I've had on my list to read and and just because I've had so many people tell me that um that personal connection John that you've talked about that they've achieved through this through this uh I guess trilogy of books but I have never picked up CS Lewis's sci-fi books. I don't know if you guys have ever read those, but I had a buddy of mine tell me they were they were pretty good. I've been meaning to the space trilogy. Yes, yeah. the space trilogy, and so I have those. I have those up. Those are on my wish list, and and uh, and I really want to pick that up and 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 give that a shot because I've I've heard it's 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 pretty good. 
Nope, never read, but I am currently going through the Chronicles of Narnia yet again. Nice. Because there's something about this time of year. Yeah. The, you know, November, December stretch. I don't know, just it evokes a little bit of a childlikeness that I just really enjoy. So I've been crushing those right now. I just, I finished up book three this morning and I'm starting book four tonight and I just love it. Nice. He's just, he's got a way with words. It'll take me eight times to try to wrap up. So just, (laughs) (laughs) I'll say something about a fall festival. (laughs) Can't believe we didn't talk about fall festivals. On that note, hopefully we we gave you guys a a reading list, maybe. Uh, If not any of the particular uh, titles that we were talking about, just, um, you know, maybe an interest in going and finding that next book uh, that's going to bring you motivation, transformation, surprise, fiction, nonfiction, for enjoyment, professional, personal growth whatever it is you know we are we are big fans of that learning journey uh and and constantly improving yourself as our motto build up become strong attests to so get out there and read a book hit us up on facebook with uh, your suggestions or, or your recent reading list and, and things that uh we should check out or, or the community should check out and we will see you back here for the next strong towers podcast Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strongtowers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.